0: with AWB contract templates. No matter
1: where you are in terms of where you are in life or where you are physically or where you are in your business or in your you know journey as an imperfect ally, it is that showing up and embodying your truth while holding this ideal that you want to leave wherever you are better than you found it.
0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it's amazing to see you here where you are reminded to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, here to get the dialogue going. As we get started, we're also going to start by acknowledging that this podcast is recorded on the stolen land of the Susquehannock, Piscataway, Nantigo people that are native to this area known as Maryland. All right, let's get going. So today's conversation, which is why I love organic conversation as much as I do, it really took a beautiful life of its own and it gave some amazing examples of how imperfect allyship shows up in ways that you don't even think about and how it is more than just race and just gender and that space to think and really Intersect what matters to you with your allyship efforts, like that needs to happen. This was uh, something that I couldn't think of a better person to have this conversation with, and this is my friend Emily, Emily Thompson, and Emily really brought the context of what she's experienced and what she's learned from being at being boss, as well as being at Almanac Supply Co. Who, um, back toward the end of 2021, uh, pause on the play, also did a great collaboration with them, and we were able to do a private crystal shopping party, and we really highlighted some crystals that were for imperfect allies. And so it made perfect sense to be able to go into you know, how, again, imperfect allyship really can intersect with your give back and how there are systems that show up as a part of that and how it does not have to feel like it is so much work. It can be a part of what you do and it can be made to have more ease in it. So again, today I am talking with Emily Thompson. Emily is the co-founder and host of Being Boss, a resource, a podcast, and a community for creative entrepreneurs, and the founder and CEO of Almanac Supply Co., a retail brand that makes and curates products that help people connect with nature. For over a decade, Emily has worked closely with creatives to help them make money doing work they love with the focus on building online business models and growing creative businesses. She's also the co-author of Being Boss, Take Control of Your Work and Live Life on Your Own Terms. So excited for you to listen in, to hear about a little more of what we did if you weren't able to be part of our crystal shopping event with Almanac Live, but you'll also be able to hear again some great context. So come on in, let's get it going. Ooh, I'm so excited this morning, as I already told you a little bit about Emily. Now I want Emily to talk about herself for a second good morning my love
1: oh you're gonna make me start with that this morning talking about myself just a little bit like, gonna make me have a great day <laughs> I,
0: yes that's <laughs> what I'm here for I like it I'm loving matter of <laughs> fact <laughs> perfect hi Erica
1: I'm so glad to be here and hello everyone listening good morning or whatever it may be for you um I'm Emily Emily Thompson, I am um, a small business owner, um, podcaster, actually small business owner times two, podcaster, author, mom, dog mom, all the things. <laughs> I live in Chattanooga, Tennessee, um, and the two companies that I run are both extremely different businesses that I love very much um, because really at the core, like, do I have a hobby? Yes. I run business (laughs) like this is this is my life. I love it. I am. I really feel myself um, as a business owner It's something that I love doing. It's not just, you know, doing the thing that the businesses allow me to do, but I really love business at times. So the two companies that I run are Almanac Supply Company, where we make and curate products that help people connect with nature um, and embrace some seasonal living. And I also well, and it's online and I have a storefront here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, and then I also have Being Boss, which is an online company. It's a resource podcast community for um, creative business owners. I've been running that for about seven years. We talk about what it means to show up and build a business doing work that you love. Um, and it's a company that I love very much, both of them, but Being Boss is, has, has a very special place in my heart. Um, so I spend my time running businesses. I do have a daughter. And um, we like to hike and travel, and I'm a foodie. Um, so, just overall, a cool person, I think.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally am going to agree because you are a friend of mine, and I'm very fortunate to be able to call you my friend because I think you're an awesome human. So, oh, thank you, Dido, Dido. I- I personally appreciate being able to humanize people because very often we talk about business and we become our business and Mm -hmm. who we are outside of that and who we are and how that impacts the choices that we make in our businesses can get lost. And I think that that's a huge part of where we can end up repeating what we see other people do. It's like, okay, this is what it means to be a business owner. This is what it means to I hate this. Be a girl boss. Oh, throw up in my mouth. Oh my mouth. God, did it. you just
1: say those words out I hate loud? it. I need
0: to wash my mouth out with soap. Ooh, I hate it. And you're so- such a boss lady. I love it. <laughs> I'm like, no. And, and so we don't, we're not following our own prescription. And I think that's uh, something that intersects with imperfect allyship, because when I talk about it, I think people have this preconceived notion that imperfect allyship is only about race or it's only about gender. Mm, And I think it's really about deciding that there's a disparity somewhere. This is something that matters to me. I have a platform. I have resources. I have access. I'm going to support that. And I think that being able to identify, you know, who or what you're an imperfect ally to is really important. Um, But before we even, you know, discuss what that can look like in action, I'm curious from your perspective, how would you define imperfect allyship?
1: Oh my god, what a small question you just asked me! Let me on this. <laughs> Shit. Um, let me see. Okay. You know, one of the things we talk about, or one of the things we're constantly repeating at being boss, is showing up and show up and do the work. Show up, do the work, be boss. Like those, like three little things is something we're always talking about. We also talk a whole lot about self awareness, so that whenever you are showing up, you're showing up like as like the truest version of yourself. Like you know who you are, and you're showing up as yourself, mm-hmm. which means that you know what you value, you know what um, you know what your priorities are, you know what's important to you, and why you're there and i definitely feel like imperfect allyship is embodying that and at the same time holding this goal of creating a better world right Mm -hmm. Of like you are showing up to do this work whatever it is or in this space wherever you are wanting to leave it better than you found it so no matter where you are um In terms of, you know, where you are in life or where you are physically or where you are in your, you know, in your business or in your, you know, journey as an imperfect ally, it is that showing up and embodying your truth while holding this ideal that you want to leave wherever you are better than you found it. And I think of this definitely, you know race and gender for sure, but also family dynamics in terms of, you know, hiring single moms um, or whatever that looks like. People with, you know, non-traditional family setups. Um, Also in the work that I do at Almanac in particular, this planet. Y'all, there right? (laughs) is an allyship to Mother Earth that I really try to embody and keep in mind whenever building that company um, and in just sort of everyday life. It's it's being part of the whole community of Earth and being a good part of it, not a bad
0: part of it. I love all of that. I love that you brought in like the family dynamics and things like that, because again, part of imperfect allyship is holding space for what is not necessarily the mainstream or traditional way of doing things. And that yeah. that doesn't even mean that one is right and one is wrong. It's about giving people that space to be able to choose and being an ally to people, being able to actually own that choice and to have access to that i think that that's a huge thing
1: yeah for sure and it's 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 holding all of it at the same time which requires a like you letting go of any small mindedness right of opening yourself up to literally anything and everything and seeing the beauty and possibilities and all of that and i think we're probably going to be diving into into some of that today but I found as I've navigated um, a non-traditional business model, really starting with being boss in this Mm -hmm. online world, remote teams, all of those things, I had to immediately break down my own thought processes of what it means to run a business and show up for that business and how, like what that looks like. And that for me was some pre-work of like, okay, if I'm going to be working with my team differently, if we're going to be communicating differently, if we're all going to be working at different times, like that's that was the pre-work for really deconstructing my mindset around all things related to my business. And y'all, there are amazing opportunities that come from breaking the rules and doing things way in ways that just feels good to you. And so it's been fun to tap into those opportunities and possibilities and new ways of doing things that comes from showing up exactly the way, um, exactly the way I just mentioned. So yeah, there's some good stuff in there. It's worth the work I have
0: found. It is. Well, the funny part is what you mentioned um, I think is, is important in that you mentioned just the fact of like, I'm going to do this the way I want to do it, the way that works for us. That isn't necessarily yeah. the rule. I'm going to break them. But there is that understanding of what that is before you tweak it. And I think in order to create systems that work for us, we have to kind of figure out, OK, what is this system? quote unquote, that I want to break. And I do think business as a whole has these systems. And we're like, I don't want to do this this way because I can see where there's challenges with this for what I would want to do and how this supports the people that I'm working with. So I'm curious of what you've kind of shifted from maybe um, a template standpoint of systems that you've said, yeah, I don't want to do that. I want to do it this way and how you've customized it to really work for for you, like how yeah. how has that supported you completely? Not only having it be built, but growing Almanac because it's grown quite a bit at a time where some people's businesses have not been able to make it right now.
1: Yeah, right. A lot at Almanac. It's actually I, I want to bring a being boss thing into this one real quick because as you're talking about this, like one of these nuggets that I think is really really great at being boss that i'm trying to figure out how i work it into almanac so maybe talking it out will assist me in getting do there it. um has been one of the things i have at being boss is that i don't have no one had there's no such thing as vacation days mm-hmm. like we don't do that you want to go somewhere go <laughs> right. have fun and see when you get back um you sick Go home or stay home because everyone (laughs) works remotely from home. Um, I'm not counting them. I don't care. You want to go pick up your kid, kids having a day off and you want to, you know, enjoy that day off with your kid or you need to end half a day or you want to go to the doctor or whatever it may be. Great. I love that for you have fun. (laughs) I'll see you when you get back. And that is not normal. I talk to, you know, even some of my boss business friends who are breaking the rules right along with me. And they're like, y'all don't do vacation days. What is like, is, are people even coming to work? And yeah, they're at work almost every day. Okay. I still have to tell them sometimes, Hey, honey, it's time for you to go on vacation. Right. <laughs> All right. And, and they have that access to vacation. Um, they just are, their bosses too. They're showing up, they're doing the work. Um, and they get like, so into it sometimes. I and mean, he's like, it's time for you to take a break and go take care of yourself or whatever it may be. So I've never instituted any sort of, well, I will say we did institute a sick day policy when the pandemic hit. For the purpose of like insurance and like with the idea that maybe there would be some sort of government assistance. Isn't that cute for like when people are sick and we're, you know, recording it, whatever. But like I'm not counting them right? (laughs) at all. Um, So that's been something we've implemented there totally not normal for, you know, being a boss of some employees, um, trusting them to just generally get their work done and that they can manage their time on their own because they're amazing at what they do and generally being responsible human beings. Like that's not the kind of trust that most bosses give to their employees. And it's something that I did at being boss and has served me totally in all the ways. Um, along the way. And we're seven years into it and we're still doing a great job and everyone's still showing to, up to work most days. Right. Um, and, but everyone has flexibility and they're able to show up for their lives in a way that makes them really love working for us. An example of that in particular is I recently had one of my employees come to me and she was like, I have a friend who's, who needs me. I'm, I need to fly to a distant city. And like next weekend. And I was like, I love that for you. Go like, let, let me know. Let the team know. Like get the things done that you need to get done. But otherwise, like we got this for a couple of days. And she was able to just do it. Drop of the hat. Take <laughs> this uh, take this trip to visit this friend. And she whenever she got back, she said she was having a conversation with some friends around dinner and they were all like, it's so cool that you were able to just like hop down here this fast. And she was like, yeah, you know, it wasn't a thing. And they were, they all start talking about how their bosses would never allow them to do such a thing, Mm -hmm. to be there for their people. And that, that gave her such, such a sense of pride in, in her job, in the company that she works for, like all of these things, because it was, it was so novel to everyone and it afforded her the ability to have that flexibility and to be there for her people. Right. So that's one way that I have broken the rules to like, to give everyone access to their own lives and for them to truly set priorities for themselves. And that right. sometimes that priority is not me and their job. And I love right. that for them, right. <laughs> right? right? Because that really allows them to place their job and the company that we're building together as really a really high priority in their overall life in a way that it wouldn't be if I were a micromanager or like keeping them restricted from showing up in their life the way they want to. Right. I'm working on how that pertains to Almanac in particular because it's easy for me to do that for a remote team of professionals. Right. Right. That's easy. But when it comes to having, you know... College aid sales associates in my store right. that need to be there specific days, specific hours, or like, you know, we got to find backups and all of those things. That's a place where I'm I'm literally working in this moment to figure out how it is that I can take that sort of flexibility and an ability for people to make those calls for themselves to younger people who may not be as responsible or <laughs> or like or professional in their working life and I'm not sure what that looks like and honestly this gets to a place of you know maybe different roles or different levels have different kinds of flexibility and it's a sort of thing that you sort of have to earn but I don't even know really how I anyway that's a whole conversation I have to have but that's one way in which it really serves me to break rules in right. one business and now I have the opportunity to see how that works in another.
0: Right. And so to have that in mind of like almost having a bit of a lighter hand than what some business owners have had with the way that they do things, how do you think that that kind of maybe supports the, the give back side of things? Because it's not in this very, it is monetary, it is monthly, it is robotic here go do this. And that's it. Like, how does that more free flowing type of energy still support you being able to be like, mother earth, I got you. We're going to do this for you. Or, you know, or, or again, like I've, I've known a number of people that, you know, they have this real sweet spot when it comes to Appalachian or like, how can I give back to, you know, this area that has not had the same type of love that I would like to see it have. Like how, how does that happen? Because I think people listening are like, I have things that matter, but I don't, I don't know what this means. I don't know how to do this. I don't understand how to create this for myself. So how has that kind of more free flowing energy of not going with the Do it this way and that's it. Like, how has that supported, you know, honestly, because I think it's both businesses being able to give back, but obviously it's, it's, it shows up in like the shirts and here, this goes to this event, you know, even with the partnership that you did with us for um, our private event, it went toward the um, foundation that was put up by a member of ours for LCMD, knowing that these things matter and you want to leave things better. How does that show up?
1: Right. I think it all comes back to priorities for me. And so, you know, if we can start drawing the comparison of like, here's how I've broken the rule in terms of how it is that I work with my teams, it gives them the freedom and ability to find priorities for themselves. And like, and I've had team members be like, look, I'm going to be out on Thursday morning because I'm going for a hike. Yes, you're going to come back so much happier. You will have like had a moment of connection with Mother Earth. Like it's going to be this beautiful thing that we're all going to benefit from you taking this hike. Please go do that. (laughs) Yes, please. Right. And whenever you can give people the freedom to sort of. Have the space to feel and make their own decisions and, you know, hike when they want to hike or, you know, take this vacation to this beautiful place or whatever it may be, things start shifting all over the place. So then it becomes really easy, you know, let's say you go for a hike and a team member comes back and they're like, you know, why? I went to this really great nature preserve. They have, you know, this is the most beautiful place. It's under attack from, you know, some like, what was it, Wooly Adelgids? There's some weird stuff. Just Google that, everybody. (laughs) Um, Right? So, and like, what can we do to help? Like, what if we did our next event and gave back to this nature preserve? Right. Or something, right? When you allow people to go out and experience the world with an open and full heart, not annoyed because they're having to take a sick day just to go for a hike or whatever it may be. Right? The world, like a world of possibilities open up. So that sort of... That sort of opening up for people to create priorities for themselves gives you the opportunity to really see what is important to you. Like really, really. And like making that deadline or being there at work on that morning is less of a priority right? because other things are. And so you're able to see the bigger world instead of just like I have to be here in the morning. No, like what else needs me today? Who else needs me today? Or whenever I do show up, how is that serving a higher good? And so Mm -hmm. that's something from my very first businesses back in the day, there has always been some sort of element of give back. And whether that is, you know, showing up and, you know, sponsoring events, that's a really easy way. Someone comes to you and they are, you know, running a race for breast cancer awareness or if they are doing a, you know, a cleanup day at your local river or something, but they're looking for a spot, just write them a check. Right. Like every little bit helps. I think those things are a really easy way to do it. Um, but there have been ways that we have built in giving into the things that we do as well. So the hiking analogy—that's a pretty real one. Where um, where whenever we started Almanac, we knew that we wanted to build at least at least one product into a forever give back campaign, um, and we decided to take we create a line of candles. One of our candles is called the lookout candle. Um, and it's called lookout because I'm literally like looking at a mountain in front of me called lookout mountain here in Chattanooga. It's one of the most magical places. Like that candle is magical. Exist, I just needed to it, say, it.
0: That is like, <laughs> I think that might be my favorite behind winter. Like, holy shit. Like yeah. uh, it's, And, but even the scent gives you that type of feeling of somebody. Yeah. If you're not there, it's like, I get it. You yeah. put love and care into this. This matters to you.
1: Yeah. I love this place. Um, if fairies exist, they live on that mountain. A hundred percent. I'm not kidding. It is, it is the wildest place. So there's this mountain called Lookout. And we built it into like, if we put it on our candle labels, like accountability. Mm-hmm. Um, that a portion of the proceeds of every cell of that candle goes to the Tennessee River Gorge Trust. Tennessee, is that what it's called now i'm saying it out loud I think that's what it's called um tennessee river gorge trust it's uh, a land trust here in chattanooga that has thousands of acres um, that are protected and will never be developed along the tennessee river it's a gorgeous place um, and we're giving back to that constantly through the sale of this lookout candle so it's very geographically appropriate it's also topped with black tourmaline because uh-huh. i wanted to spread some good vibes or no I wanted to soak up some negative vibes all over this city. Like that was also like, I'm energetically giving back into this entire city with the, with the dispersion of black tourmaline all over. Um, so there are ways that you can build it into your business. And, and I've, I used, well, I guess I actually started my business journey in a, like before you could have a Facebook page for your business, right? This is almost 20 years ago. I owned my first business before you could do any social media, before anybody had a website. Um, So I was really rooted in real world, in your community, in your neighborhood business. That's where I started. And so I was very lucky to have that because I was, it was ingrained in me very early on that business is part of your local community. You are part of your local economy. Mm -hmm. Um, And then everything, you know, I ended up being online and I was able to take that with me in a way that most of the, especially the online business community now hasn't, they don't quite have that understanding deeply, really, that yes. every business is a part of its local community, even if you only sell online and yes. you are absolutely part of your local economy, even if you only sell online. People miss that
0: very often yeah. because regardless of if your business is online or not, if you are the owner, the CEO, the the facilitator, the whatever, you live and operate and interact somewhere. The yeah. people that work with you live in, and interact somewhere. And so to just say, oh no, we, we, we just float in the air. We're not local to anything. Yeah. We don't intersect." It's like, that's not real life. That's not how that is. And so you can't ignore what's happening around you. And are you supporting it or are you just ignoring it?
1: Yeah. Right. So we've always been built that into what we do there's always some sort of local something because even as companies you know that are operating mostly online almanac was only quote-unquote only online until even just this past year we're still giving to a local organization right right? we're still supporting literally the land that i can see (laughs) right (laughs)
0: you already know we can't talk around topics. We have to use language to call it what it is, no matter how palatable or unpalatable it might be. And in order to get to that point where you want to be so that you're in alignment with what matters to you and why, this means that you want to chart a clear course that prioritizes your values and the impact that they can create. Being clear helps you to get there. Leading through your values means being explicit about what you support and how your actions as an imperfect ally are aligned with that. Every person you hire, every business you buy from, it brings you closer or further away from your values. These are the decisions that ultimately will shape your company culture. If you want to get clear today, India and I can support you in that. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more and sign up. And I have to call out two of the big things that I've picked up there. One is the fact that you cannot have the space to understand what matters to you and to connect it with what's possible when it comes to giving back if you don't have space. And yeah, so no, that for sure opportunity to be able to, uh, you know, almost kind of meander through life with a little bit more luxury and breathing room around you, whatever that looks like for you, because I understand that the concept of that is not the same for everyone based on access, but even just small moments of that, it's like, oh, that thing I like, oh, wait, that, wait, wait, that. And so none of those things can come up if there's no opportunity to intersect with them in a way that is not you looking for them because you don't see yeah. things when you're looking for them. And I'm using ableist language, but it's true in that when you are purposefully seeking something so heavily, you typically are not going to find it. It's when you just kind of leave it and it's like, oh, what did I just trip on? Oh, that's the thing. As somebody that wears glasses, they're like, I can't find my glasses and they're on my face thing. <laughs> that. So you literally have to integrate space into what's happening to figure it out. And also, you know, with look, the, the lookout candle, you have had, you've created something that is going to automatically give back indefinitely because you already know that that matters. And so you created something that you enjoyed. And it also intersects with, again, the kind of seasonal mother nature thing, because These scents are not just like, oh, we just stuck some scents in here and made it smell good. You know, they're also representing the phases of the moon for anyone that has never had an almanac candle. They'll let you know, you know, what's what's the sign and in the phase of the moon that it was actually poured under. So there's these intersections of all of these different things showing up in something that you have created to kind of run on its own and to just constantly do. It's like, you're welcome. I got you. It's fine.
1: Yeah. Right. And I I feel like that's really from this idea that, and again, I feel like online business in particular has really enabled this, that, or they, it it enables this idea that this business is for me, right? I'm starting this for me. I'm serving myself. And I love that, you know, within reason of like, yes, start a business where you are, you're doing what matters to you. You're making money, doing work that you love. Like, yes, yes, yes. Mm -hmm. But There is also this other reality of business and like that really serves you and like your own like feel goods about the things that you're doing, right? Right. When you can create a business that's serving something greater than just you paying your mortgage, which is also a very good thing to do.
0: (laughs) It's a need to have and.
1: and. And a lot of people are like, well, you know, I can barely pay my mortgage. Like, how am I also going to give back? And you build that in right. whenever we were pricing our candles, we priced our candles knowing like we priced our candles and then we added to that because that ad is what goes to these organizations. Right. And so, like, if you control your pricing, mm-hmm. you can give back, just yes, add to it. And then give that back.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> and I think it's important to acknowledge that because people just assume, okay, if I'm only making this, I probably already have underpriced myself. So yeah. let's just, that's a whole nother conversation, but let's acknowledge that you probably <laughs> did not pay yourself <laughs> and cover expenses and da 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 properly. But, you know, like when we did do, um, our private shopping event with you, we knew that we wanted that give back component there. And yeah. we knew we wanted LCMD yeah. to be able to have that give back um, that, at, at that point. And it was never a point of like, let's do this and let's give sales off. And then it's like, mm, no, no, nope. Because yeah, people start no. to think that they have to do all of these things because they're afraid to ask which is where I think discounts come in, which again is a whole nother conversation. However, we simply did this. And when we wanted to do this with you, the beauty of it is that you already do crystal parties regularly. And so there was an opportunity to not, break a system. So there was something that already existed and there was a way for us to talk about something that mattered because we talked about the crystals that support imperfect allyship. When you're moving into this, what is the, the the type of crystals that are going to be there for you energetically when you are going in the ebb and flow of this? And it supported a cause that mattered. And it was like, you know, there's multiple things that can happen at the same time. And, this was not something that was over the top to put together. It wasn't quote unquote hard because we came to you and did not ask you to break your system. You already had it. And for for us, it was like, okay, what crystals do we want to focus on? Let's make sure the tech is good. Advertise it and we do it. Yeah. And it kind of was able to be that simple. And that page still exists so that people can still go through and they can watch the replay. And so it didn't just live and die on the same day either and all of these things to me are a testament to systems
1: yeah systems with the idea of prioritizing some sort of give back Mm -hmm. something we've done since the very beginning right um and that really align with our values. One of our right. values at Almanac is collaboration.
0: Same right? here. Right.
1: Right. And so, yeah, it was really easy to plug someone into the thing because we built the thing based on this value of collaboration. Like it's going to be easy to collaborate because even when we aren't collaborating, even when we're just doing and just so ever, crystal parties, our YouTube crystals live crystal sales that are a ton of fun so much
0: fun we call them a party <laughs> yes they are so much fun <laughs> if you don't want to come play like I'm there like, all the time
1: <laughs> yeah yeah you could probably go to the show notes of this episode i imagine and yep. click through to some crystal parties yep. it is a ton of fun um so you know the very early ones give back was part of it because you know we've priced our things actually there's a couple things i kind of want to hit on here our margins at almanac support give back. Right? So mm-hmm. we've priced everything with the idea that we can show up any day and be like today portion of all proceeds is going to this organization right. or this crystal party. Portion of all proceeds is going to like we have built give back into our model. Right. And we're giving back and like it's not a thing. We just We'll cut checks sometimes because we have built that into our pricing. So we start there, Mm -hmm. right? Give back as a part of it. Um, So we're pricing things for it. We don't do discounts because i did not build discounts into my pricing. Nope. <laughs> I don't do that. That is not a part like that is not a part of my brand story. <laughs> that is not a part of my values. I'm not a fan of discounts
0: um, anyway because i feel right? like why are we doing this? <laughs> we don't know. Because yeah. if you were if you only want to buy it at that price, you really need to question do you really want this? And why do yeah. you assume that somebody has to take less in order for you to receive it?
1: Indeed, indeed. So like that was a very conscious choice that we made very early on. And this one was a really hard one for me to break within my team. And again, one of those systems that like... Or one of those traditions in business. You want to sell more, discount it. That's not how it works, Mm -mm. right? You may sell more, but you're not going to make as much money in case, in which case, why sell more? Correct. Correct. (laughs) Right? If you're not going to be making more money, like the, if the logic there does not align with the tradition of a sell is always the answer. And I had to hardcore break that over the course of months within my team, because every now and then they just pop and be like, what if we have a sell? And I'm like, don't ever say that to me again. (laughs) (laughs) Like... That one legitimately is not an option right? Um, because I can't do both. I cannot support the things that are important to me
0: and do sales. Please say that Um, again. I need people to (laughs) understand seriously because there is too often that I think people have this preconceived notion that I don't make enough money to give back which means you have not priced accordingly. Did the you make enough way. money?
1: Are you making enough money to support that sale you just did? Right.
0: <laughs> this, so please remind like no, yeah. no no no. Yeah, yeah.
1: Okay, I will say it. you cannot support the things that matter to you if you were selling everything at a discount. Period. 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 And for me, I would rather support the things that are important to me, my team, right? My own mortgage. That matters to me, (laughs) for sure. Um, And the organizations in my local and not local area that are doing things that I support and believe in. Right. Like, that's where I want my money going. Not staying in the pocket of my customers, necessarily. Like, you give me that money (laughs) for this thing that you want. Right. And then I'm going to spread that money further. Right. Whereas you're probably just going to go buy another cruddle.
0: (laughs) She's talking to me. She's talking to (laughs) me.
1: I give back and... It's
0: fine.
1: And you buy yeah. some more crystals. All the, time. All, the time. All the time. I love it. I love it. So, anywho, that's, that's just how I've built the business. And because that's how I've built the business, that's how the business runs.
0: Right. Period. Right. So, being that we've talked about the space that you need in order to be able to get some divine intervention on what yeah, matters I, to you. I,
1: identify what matters to you for sure. That's it.
0: I think that's huge. And I think how that shows up in what you do or don't do, how you're how you're running your team and what your team understands we do and don't do. I think, you know, being able to identify that there are multiple ways to give back, but figuring out that there are ways that you can do this in a more automated and systematized way and what can that look like for you and how it is that you can be aware um, and intentional about your pricing so that give backs don't feel like an afterthought that is taking away, but that it was built in intentionally from the word go. Because when you're, a, if you were trying to be an intentional and imperfect ally, and it comes from a place of like, I'm gonna give you this, but I know I'm gonna lose and I'm gonna have lack with this. That's, that's not what we want. That's not the not the, the goal. The goal is to be able to do it in a way that does feel abundant. It does feel full. It does feel supportive. And so if you had that intentionality at the beginning, you can do that. And you can do it whenever that need or that desire comes up, versus, you know, there I gotta wait till the end of the year to see what my taxes look like. See what I can like you don't have to do that.
1: No, it can be little pieces at a time, which is why the like per product thing really works well. Um, because even thinking about systemizing that, you know, once a quarter my my partner goes in, he looks at how many candles we sold, right? Of the lookout candle, and then he writes a check to or submits an online payment. Right. <laughs> right? <laughs> to uh, the Tennessee River Gorge Trust. And right. it's a recurring task in our asana so that just, you know, once a quarter it pops up and he does it that day. He looks at, you know, how many we've sold since the last time he did this task and he sends it off. And it's so it's something he's literally spending 20 minutes on, right. maybe four times a year. Right. And We're showing up for this organization in a way that feels meaningful to us and it feels meaningful to our customers because we that's part of us selling the thing, right? Is, you know, this is our Chattanooga candle. It's called Lookout. A portion of proceeds at the sale of every one of these candles goes to the Tennessee River Gorge Trust. And they're like, oh, well, then I'll buy three. (laughs) Right. Right. And because people do love to support things. They like knowing that their money is going to more than just the small business. Right. But also to the land that they also love.
0: And then you have that task that says, hey, this is what we look at. This is what we go do. And we know that Mm -hmm. we've done it. And now we go back to the beginning and we rinse and repeat again. Yeah. So you don't have to think about it. You don't have to guess. You don't. Did I do that? I don't know if I did it. How many? It's already there. And so when you create that, honestly, that seems simple, but that's a system. And that's where I think sometimes people, oh, this has to be a big thing. It doesn't. It it could be a recurring thing that happens on your calendar or whatever your task management is. If your task management is a post-it note, whatever. But that reminds you. That, hey, I had to do my sales tax or I had to do my whatever. Let's look at this. Let's go ahead and do this. It's done.
1: Yeah. I mean, we can even talk about habit stacking. I love that you just mentioned sales tax. Like, if you're doing that, when you do your sales tax, calculate your gift backs.
0: Boom. Exactly. Do one,
1: accomplish the other. Fact, I love it.
0: All of that. <laughs> we went through a lot of things and. I I love the fact that you gave that insight into, again, just the space that's needed to even contemplate any of this. And for me, that was a huge takeaway.
1: It's the space and it's also building it into your business culture because I cannot feel fully good about giving back to some trees, (laughs) you know, if I don't feel that good within my own team. Facts. Right. Like I'm giving back. I'm giving my employees access to their own lives.
0: And honestly, that might need to be another conversation, because I do think there's that whole piece of company culture and how it feels as to how that makes the other things work well or not. Because like you said, like you don't want to be like, yeah, we're going to give back. And everybody's like, yeah, I'm gonna give back. But I hate it here. I hate
1: it. Yeah. Right. Yes, exactly. So, like, so it it really like there is a core of caring, yes, that has to be there, not just for the trees or you know for the babies or like whatever, right? But literally for the people who were there making the thing happen, like that's where it starts. And really, really, it starts with yourself.
0: It does, right?
1: Yeah. Like if you are overworking yourself and not giving yourself time and all of these things, like it starts with you. It extends to your team. It extends to your clients and customers. Like it's 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 this thing that radiate, radiates out from this core of, of caring and
0: wanting to give back, not just to the trees, but to the
1: people who make it happen.
0: Well, because if you're giving back to a, a, a cause or a thing or, or, or an, an object, but you haven't taken care of you, you haven't taken care of your team so we're not we're not going to put humans first we're not gonna right like (laughs) priorities here i mean yes yes the trees and humans yeah like the the trees don't care if we're i mean they're probably gonna be happy if we're all gone but (laughs) won't they they'd be
1: so happy no trees love being seen y'all i really believe that trees love the attention but there is some very much so truth of they probably wish that we'd start stop cutting them down right but that's right a whole other conversation too i'll let that one go <laughs>
0: no but you're right but yeah like if, if it's like yeah we do all these things but we don't care for ourselves and we don't care for our team that has to come first yeah. and i agree 100 on that
1: right it, it is it, it 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 infiltrates its way into it, one of the things that we say at being boss sometimes um this is actually i think from my from my previous co-host kathleen how you do anything is how you do everything.
0: That's how I talk about DEI. It's not something you do. It's how you do all things. Yeah. It's, yeah. And that's a hundred percent. And because it's easy to compartmentalize it as it's a thing I do versus yeah. no, this is how I do anything I yep. do. That's a very different way of looking at it.
1: Yeah. For sure. So yes, it starts, it starts very internally with the culture and then you build it into everything that you do so
0: that then everyone feels good about it. Facts. So I I feel like you gave them something. However, I'm going to ask anyway, if you were to suggest one action for people listening to take after hearing our conversation in order to create change, in order to be more of an imperfect ally. If you were to kind of give that one thing, what would that be? If you haven't already done it, because you might've done it.
1: No, I I think if I were to pin, I have already given it, but I want to pinpoint it as like where it begins. And that is really giving yourself space to, uh, to recognize what's important to you. Right. Because that's the thing too, is when you, When you do the give back thing because everyone else is doing it and you're giving to the same organization that everyone else is giving to because you haven't had any original ideas of your own because you're too overworked to like sit down and figure it out, you're not, (laughs) then you're not going to, you're not going to prioritize it. It's not going to be fun to you. You're going to give it up after you do it once or twice, if you even do it at all. Right. Right. Because this hasn't, this wasn't important to you. Right. But if you give yourself the space to recognize where your priorities lie um, and what feels great to you in terms of how you want your business to serve something bigger than your mortgage, right? Right. Then everything else will fall into place so much more easily because that's that little nugget, that little like that little moment of clarity that you get when you're hugging that tree, (laughs) Or like sitting down quietly with your coffee or whatever it may be, like when you can tap in and you can start gaining that self-awareness, everything else becomes significantly easier.
0: I couldn't agree more. Thank you all of Of course all of this was amazing there will be links in the show note for those of you that want to learn more and there will be the amazing link for you to go back and to watch the amazing private crystal party that we did with emily and then you can click on through and you can get you some pretty rocks and some candles go buy some candles look out anybody indeed indeed they're all fantastic
1: um yeah, there's, there's so much to this. I'm so grateful to have had this conversation. I feel a little heated and like I just could just preach all day long. Right, um, but this has been this has been a good one.
0: I love it. This is amazing. Thank you so much, and I'm happy to have you back because you know I like just gotta keep talking with you. But I mean, I'll talk to you later. I know. Right? <laughs> I mean, we going not talk anyway. Like legitimately. <laughs>
1: We're not always recording it, but we'll chat later. Exactly. So for every, (laughs) I'm I'm happy to come back and record it anytime. Yes, please. So for everything you shared in your
0: time, thank you, Emily. My pleasure. Oh, this was good. (laughs) I love that we brought up the space piece because I do think that as an imperfect ally, you really can't wrap. You know your brain around what it is that matters to you and how this shows up in action with your allyship efforts and what it is that you want to focus on with your give back. Without space, you can't figure out any of these things. And I do think that it was having a little bit of that space that really helped Indy and I to really explore what it was that we wanted to, to do and what we wanted to convey through the Crystal Party that we had with Almanac because we knew we wanted to focus on imperfect allies, and how these crystals could support their efforts. But we also knew that we were not trying to recreate the wheel here. And so being that Emily already had a system for this and collaboration is something that matters to both of our brands, we were able to come together and to create something with ease that not only supported LCMD Foundation, but also gave an opportunity to remind people that sometimes you can need a little bit of support with your with your allyship efforts and, and your energetic output and how you can refuel yourself. And so the party was such a great example of that. If you were not able to catch it live, you can still catch the replay and you are able to not only shop this curated um, sampling of crystals that are specifically chosen to support these allyship efforts, but you can also go in and shop all of the other things that Almanac offers, including the lookout candle that we mentioned by going to pauseontheplay.com forward slash Almanac. That's going to give you the opportunity again to watch the replay, but you'll also be able to really check out this curated sampling of what's going to support you as an ally. So for everything that we were able to really bring to you today and being able to talk this through and for you to be able to hear the things that are going to support you and how you can bring this back to what you do, what matters and who you do it for. Thank you for being able to be here and be a part of this. I love the fact that you're hearing these real conversations and that you are partaking in information that supports you in crossing lines and recreating boundaries in order to support and not separate. Together, let's continue getting more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. So, till the next time, keep the dialogue going. Bye. People think they know what to expect. They have not met you yet. Biweekly, weekly India Jackson, co-founder of Pause on the Play, has conversations exploring branding and visibility on your values and amplify your influence by giving the Flow on Your Fire podcast a follow today.